0: Hello and welcome to Mavs Daily, where multiple days of the week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend, all tying back to the Dallas basketball-playing Mavericks. My name is Bobby Krella. I'm from Mavs Digital. Joining me today as we talk about one of the biggest players on the team, both in terms of, like, star power and also just sheer size. This dude is very, very extremely tall, and he's also super good, too, uh, is Becca Jenico. Becca, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? Just enjoying the day.
0: It's Friday. Yeah, I don't know what day this podcast will come out, but maybe it'll come out on a Friday. Well, but Friday vibes Monday or to Wednesday, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sending Friday vibes. We'll get there. Sooner or later, it'll be Friday in yeah. whatever universe you're in. Uh, so today we are continuing, we're, we're approaching the end of our Player Recap Festival 2020. It's been going on for a really long time. And uh, you know what that means? It's time to talk about the the big guns, the superstars, the top players, the the good the, the good guys, kahuna. the big Kahuna. One of the <laughs> biggest Kahunas in the league. This guy's mm-hmm. 7'3". He's one of the tallest people out there. We are, of course, talking about Becca's former and current teammate, Chris Paul <laughs> who just wrapped up his first season in Dallas, sporting very gaudy averages of twenty point four points. Nine point five rebounds, two assists, two blocks, almost a steal per game. Had a really, really, really good season after basically like kind of easing back into things the first month of the year. Or so figuring things out with Luca, with the new way he was he was playing and everything, and then he basically just turned into a beast for the rest of the season. and into the bubble where he made the All Bubble team Woo. Uh, for performance, uh, averaging what like thirty and ten during yeah. the recent. He was awesome uh until you know finally suffering that that meniscus injury in the playoffs and so uh there's a, obviously a lot to talk about with kp uh so becca where do you want to start from our local high schools to the pros the dallas morning news has got north texas sports covered and it's more than just the scores from all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments and maybe even postseason glory the dmn has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams players and coaches you can follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. As soon as the podcast is over, head to dallasnews.com slash sports to see what Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the DMN gang has for you there.
1: I love watching KP play um, since I was, you know, witnessed the injury firsthand in person um, almost three years ago, which is so weird to think about. Um, uh, he is one of the most like enjoyable players to watch for me personally, just cause I have that kind of like, you know, bond with him un- unconsciously. But I, you know, I've been saying from the beginning, you know, when people kind of, you know, dig at him or get down on him saying, you know, he's not playing to his fullest potential or whatever, just wait, just you wait, like This guy was, this is his first season playing not only with a new team, but in the NBA after 18 months of not playing any basketball, rehabbing, you know, trying to get his crap together and going to a new team and things like that. He was testing the waters a little bit. You know, I kind of noticed that when he was playing, um, you know, he'd kind of not go for the big dunk or not go for the big block or kind of move out of the way when he was under the basket. Sometimes, um, uh, like, you know, understandably so because, you know, there was, yes. And you know, he, when he hurt himself, he was under the basket. He fell down really hard. Um, obviously tore his ACL, which is a hard injury to come back from, but you know, he did it. Um, so for me, I get a little defensive when people kind of get down on his play and kind of get down on him, saying, you know, he's not who he used to be, whatever. Oh, he is. It's going to be even better than he—he's going to be even better than he was. Um, I think he just needed a season under his belt, and I think we saw a little bit of that in the restart. I think that the—that the hiatus was good for him um, in a big way, just to kind of, you know, get some more time to um gear up and we saw it obviously um the caution that they take with his knees and all that kind of stuff we need that you guys stop saying trade kp stop saying all this stuff
0: (laughs) who are you talking about who are these people that are saying those have you
1: not seen it oh i i mean as a social media you know monitor you know or person that runs the social media I see everyone is commenting that and I want to comment back and be like shut up because sorry <laughs> sorry MFFLs not shut up please stop because silence yourself <laughs> because you guys have no idea what this man can do he hasn't shown it to his full potential yet and you are going to see it it is going to come it is going I mean, to be dangerous he
0: was, he was great like in the in the bubble. I mean, he averaged oh, like 30. Absolutely. And that's
1: just a taste. That was just a yeah. taste of what you guys can expect.
0: Because yeah, yeah so, he
1: was injured at the end, but it's coming. It's coming.
0: Yeah, I mean that that first month of the season, you know, he was it, it, it was pretty shaky, you know. He, he'd have a good game and then he'd had an off night and, you know, the Mavs obviously they lost both of those games to the Knicks. Um, you know, both yeah, of them very tight games, but, you know, that was kind of a that, that was just sort of a, you know, th- those were toughies. And it's so, happen again. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think it's going to happen again either. In fact, I'm, <laughs> I'm very interested to see his stats the next I time they go to think,
1: I also think, sorry, I also think that the booing at Madison Square Garden, because I was there um, as a fan, because I was, you know, already transitioning into my Mavs uh, job, but I was there and the booing was insane. It was, it was crazy. Like, It was like DeAndre in Dallas after 2015 times 10. It was was, was pretty bad. It was bad. But I think now that Knicks fans have kind of come to terms with it, because I really do think that they have, you know, the apologies to KP all around the league from, you know, celebrities and things like that. I think he was in his head a little. And I think it's going to be completely different. Yeah, I mean
0: it was it. really emotional, and I think like for for Knicks fans, it's probably good for them that the Knicks won those games because that was kind of like victory, you know, or like yeah. like redemption or some okay. sort of like something, you know. I think it was yeah. it was important for them to feel like they got one back because yeah. you know I, I love Dennis and and you know I I really hope Dennis you know gets it gets it going here, but I mean that trade is it's pretty pretty decided uh of yeah, the outcome oh, yeah. And the trade and so you know i but whatever you know knicks fans had their they had their fun they got to boot kp and it was extremely loud the, the media seating or whatever at msg is like up on the msg has a lot of levels it's like a yeah, really it's weird a second level know. it's
1: second level
0: but it's, yeah, like it's a weird stadium <laughs> but yeah it's like up kind of you're but you're like among the crowd i mean oh, you yeah. have you have kind of your own like room but i mean they're like i could like high five people if i wanted to yeah I heard every single thing that people were saying to him in that game and it was pretty, it was pretty it was crazy. It was, yeah, it was it was wild. It was yeah. Crazy. So, uh, that was, a, that was a crazy day. But anyway, you know, so the, the beginning of the season was like that, you know, right. everyone was real emotional about it. And then he settled in and found his groove and basically, uh, you know, after he missed, he missed what, like 10 games or something in the, the end of uh, December into January. And then he came back from that and his, his first game back, was against the Clippers. That was tough, whatever. First game back after missing like a month from the second game of his returning from that, that uh, 10 game absence to the end of the regular season, he averaged 24.8 points, 9.6 boards, two blocks per game shot, 37% from three 46 from the field, 85% from the free throw line. That's pretty nasty. Mm -hmm. That's pretty nasty. You're giving, you're giving them 25 and 10. I mean, that's, that's some pretty gnarly stuff right there. So you know he definitely i mean the the whole season and then really like into the into the bubble and into the playoffs was like the best he'd played all year and so his whole kind of season was like this upward trajectory and of course it ended on kind of a sour note with that meniscus thing which is that's always sort of a freak accident kind of injury um so you know hopefully they get they get all that stuff sorted out and and he'll be good to go i'm sure he will be by opening night god knows when that will be but um you know, if he can if he can pick back up where he left off, then then I mean, you got two bona fide super duper duper studs between him and Luca, and that's the KP that you know that that the Mavs hope that they would get in We're that trade
1: for. Yeah,
0: yeah, but at the same time, you know, I feel like fans and and you know, I was not doing any favors. I was kind of you know, captaining the the KP hype train. I feel like we all sort of like expected or hoped that he would start the season at that level
1: yeah With, you know yeah. looking
0: back now is just like how unrealistic was that the guy months. takes like almost, yeah 18 months 18 off months. I mean, you stop doing anything for 18 months and you're gonna you're gonna kind of you know have some hiccups along the way so mm-hmm. uh, you know it was a little unrealistic to to expect or hope for that to happen but once he did find his footing once he found his groove and his rhythm and everything I mean my god that guy just looked like a an absolute beast and so I think that that's that's the kp that we can kind of expect to see from here on out now that he's figured out the system gotten acclimated to the coach to his teammates to the players mm-hmm. to the city to the the environment and all that stuff i mean because like moving from one city to the other it's a big it's a big life change so absolutely um, so yeah i mean uh, we he kind of had his like his growing period or whatever and now i think he's ready to he's ready to take flight
1: absolutely just you wait, Twitter fans. Just you wait. I will get defensive. I went on a rant about the haters, man. He's <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, next time you have a, a a toxic opinion, just don't tweet at Becca because she will take note.
1: I know. I will She'll never call forget. you out. She'll call I, you I will call you out on the next. Just for a long time.
0: So, yeah, yeah. especially about especially KP, about KP. <laughs> especially about her buddy KP.
1: Yeah, exactly. I go way
0: back, all exactly. the way back, what, 2015, right? You were there whenever we got 2016, drafted? 2016 2016. 2016. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, for those who don't know, Becca used to work, I guess you just said it, but you used to work for the Knicks for, for many years. So, you know, KP and Tim and Courtney and Trey Burke and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, you got Trey Burke on Mavs Daily. I- during, uh, during the bubble restart, which is pretty awesome. So yeah. if you haven't heard that, go check it out. And uh, also recently came out, Callie Kaplan reported in the Dallas Morning News, who uh, generously sponsors this podcast, that uh, Trey was dealing with recovering from COVID-19 mm-hmm. uh, during the bubble. That's one of the reasons why he was, he was kind of late to join the Mavs. So, um That was, yeah. a, hard, anyway. that was a
1: hard one to keep secret.
0: <laughs> oh, so you knew about it, I, huh? No. Yeah. Wow.
1: I did
0: know from your, own, from your own team, huh? Hey, you me? I was
1: told not to say anything, but it.
0: Wow. But,
1: sorry, everyone.
0: <laughs> wow, just flexing on it. Too. You got the scoop and everything. Good guy. What else do you know? What <laughs> What other secrets do you got for us today? I know
1: everything. I'm just. Wow.
0: Kidding. I'm just wow. Kidding. Okay. Uh, so moving forward, like we said, KP suffered that meniscus injury at the end of the season, but that is always usually. I mean, that's much quicker recovery time than an ACL. Uh, especially if you don't have to have surgery or whatever. The Mavs will announce if that happens, but because it hasn't happened at this point, I would say it probably won't yeah. happen at all. You hate to speculate, but that's just kind of the, the way it is. Um, so he's already he's already in the gym. He's already working Instagram and, and letting us know that he's lifting weights, pumping iron, and all that stuff. <laughs> One interesting thing, though, about kind of the way – we all saw the Ivan Drago pictures last summer, but uh, he actually kind of said, and and I think Rick might have even said this too, KP definitely said it that he kind of like he put on too much weight almost like he gained like too much muscle. It was almost like yeah. kind of like weighing him down, no pun intended. Like it was mm-hmm. just sort of this, like, I don't know, he he felt way better once he kind of shed a lot of the, the extra weight that he put on last summer. And so I'm curious to see, you know, does he come back in kind of a similar condition next year or does he maybe just like, I don't know, I, I'm not a big weightlifter. I don't really know <laughs> anything about how that works, but I'm curious to see how his strategy changes, kind of in response to what he For sure. kind of did last year.
1: Yeah, I will say it's so funny you say that because on my time hop on my phone today was media day from three years ago, um, and there was a picture of KP um, that I took, and he's you know obviously like on the white canvas, like taking photos, and he doesn't even look like himself. So like, you know, and, and it's not, it's not even like muscle mass. It wasn't like, he's still muscular obviously, but he's just like weighs a lot less than he does now. Cause it does not look like him. Um, and I texted it to Lizelle and I was like, I can't even look at this photo because I don't even know who this is, you know? So I think obviously, you know, as we've seen, you know, the Giannis transformation or the AD transformation or, or something like that, it's a little bit similar, but yes, this guy is so tall and has so much, so much limbs to him, you know, he has to stay pretty skinny, I would say. And he is, but yeah, I, I do know exactly what you mean. And to, you know, he shoots the threes, he jumps really high. He has a lot of expectations for, you know, how his game should be played and he has to, you know, not get too, um, overboard with the weight, with the weight lifting.
0: Yeah. Or the muscle,
1: yeah. the muscle mass, I will say.
0: Yeah. But, you know, lesson learned. And he, he, he just kind of said, look, I mean, I tried it and it just didn't work. So, yeah, um, it's not. Or I guess. I mean, it worked. You know, he was obviously like an NBA caliber athlete. Right, but right, I guess right. like his maximized self sure. is, you know, maybe just well, five, ten pounds lighter.
1: Right. right.
0: Um, yeah. The, the, the biceps don't need to you don't need to be able to like crush human skulls. with your
1: Right. Fingertips, right. You right, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good old KP for you. He's obviously under contract for what, I think four more years. So he'll be in Dallas for a long time. And I think, uh, hopefully longer. Yeah. Hopefully longer than that, of course, but he and Luca got kind of a taste of the playoffs. That's what this whole season was about was getting both of them to the playoffs for the first time. And, uh, you know, they gained that experience. And then I also think they gained kind of a, a motivation and a hunger, from the loss to the Clippers, the way they lost, and kind of the, the way that whole situation shook out, uh, they were left with kind of like the burning rage to to yeah. get back there and let's not and, talk and do about what better.
1: could have been because yeah. I strongly believe we would have had a game seven, but that's just yeah. It. But they know
0: the players know that too, you know, and right, so like for that, sure. that's I think that's important. Hungry I mean,
1: is just like a one way to describe it for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would have obviously rather them won the series than right, uh, right, right, right. You know, than than and be able to say, well, if, but right. I think the, the if thing is kind of the important driving
1: force. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, if, if they would have just got like steamrolled every single game, like game five, you know, the, the one they lost oh, by, like, god. Or oh, whatever, my god! Yeah. If every single game would have been like that, then it would have just been such a bummer, you know? No,
1: but we knew, we knew that we could compete with them. We didn't lose. We didn't win a game uh, against them in the regular season, which like kind of made everyone nervous Um, but we went, you know, tit for tat every time it was like, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose with them in the playoffs, but, or loss, loss, but we kept up like that was something that was, that I think they knew they could do. Um, and there were a lot of obviously factors that weren't, you know, to our favor, but, or some that were some that weren't, but, you know we can keep up and we can compete and it's just going to get scary from here and on out. Like watch out
0: Mm, for me,
1: for me in the Twitter comments, but also for our team. And yeah,
0: yeah, watch, watch (laughs) the F out on Twitter. Don't be, don't be messing around. Becca sees everything. Uh, all right, well, we'll see what KP has in store for us in year two in Dallas. I'm really looking forward to it. He and Luca, like we said, they kind of found their footing this year uh, as, a, as a duo and as a team and in the playoffs and everything. So uh, the future obviously is extremely bright. And uh, I, I know I'm really excited about it. I know you are too. Um, any uh, any final words for, uh, for KP or for other haters <laughs> before we get out of here?
1: Um, yeah, to the haters, just watch out. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be big KP fans come when the season starts. It's going to be, it's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, just like I said with Tim, like, you know, I've seen KP grow a lot in Dallas as well, um, on, off the court, just, you know, embracing Dallas. Uh, and it's, I just, I can't say enough about how much this place and this team has, really change, not even change, but like force these guys to come out of their shell and kind of come out of like, come out to be the players that they are. And I think that's true with KP too. I mean, look at, he's nominated for the NBA community assist award this year for, from our team, because he has raised so much money and this guy is all about the fans. He runs out and high fives all the like kids out there. He takes pictures with everyone. He signs everything. He's always, you know, looking to, um, to interact with, you know, Uh, kids or people of disabilities or people that are less fortunate than, than he is. And I just, I think, and he's always been that way. He's always been picking up kids and, you know, putting them to the hoop and things like that. But but he's doing the
0: Christmas with Santa stuff. It was just. Adorable. Oh, my God.
1: It's so cute. But he's been doing that for years. He's been doing that even in New York. But I just think, again, New York is just such a place where you have to prove yourself and you have you have a lot of expectations and a lot of other factors that kind of come in. And I think here he can really focus on that because there's not as much of that Um you know, kind of weighing down on him. So yeah, again, just proud, proud older sister in this moment. Um, But yeah, I'm just, I'm just really excited for the season and just really proud of him and everything that he's accomplished and everything that he's done with the injury and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, those are my last remarks
0: for well said, well said and well put. Uh, Thank you, Becca, for joining me today Thank and you. thank you out there for listening. Let us know at Dallas Mavs. I think what you're at Becca Jenico, right? Or is mm-hmm. there an no, it's initial, B.
1: it's
0: B. It's B. Jenikov. At Jenicove. What is your favorite KP moment from the season? Maybe it was a photo with the kids at dinner with Santa where he's wearing like a big onesie and a Santa cap and <laughs> got like 13 so kids cute. hanging from his arms. I mean, it really was so adorable. Uh, maybe it was when he just threw down the the alley oop scene around the world in Mexico City. Uh, against the Pistons, I don't know, there was was a lot of highs with KP this season, so Mm -hmm. uh, first of many more to come and we're excited to be with you every step of the way, it's called Mavs Daily for a reason, it's because well, it's not because we make a podcast every day during the offseason, but we do it Almost every day. Yeah. During the season, we do it every day. During the off season, it's usually about Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So make sure that uh, you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and you can catch every single episode with Becca and me and Dwayne and Eddie and Lizelle and Mike and Isaac and also uh, Mike Frailer, who's also Mike Marshall. So there's two Mikes. <laughs> uh, there's probably another Mike that I'm missing, too. Also, Coach Jenny Busick as well. We uh, so, our, our cast is huge right we're like a freaking broadway show we got so many people that are uh, that are helping with this podcast every day it's awesome and uh we can't wait to uh, share the next episode with you so make sure you follow subscribe and you will get the next one and we will see you then on math daily